Hey, what up? This is Zach Guilford from Midnight Mass, and you're listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Pop Culture Pastor. Pop Culture Pastor. Johnny Ringo, Madcap. Where are you going with that shotgun? That is an all-time movie. It's one of my faves. Is every line in that movie quotable? Is every Doc Holiday line in that movie quotable? You're no Daisy. <laughs> You're no Daisy. You're no Daisy. Um, of course, that is... Maybe we'll just sit here for an hour and a half and quote Tombstone. Should we do that? I don't know if there's any copyright law against it or anything, so go for it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Now I've got... Well, Two guns, one for both of you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that was really bad. That was my very sorry impersonation of Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. I'm offended for Val. <laughs> Man, that got harsh. In a, that got harsh in a hurry. <laughs> okay. Um, this is neither here nor there, but I had a dream once as a kid that I wanted to be. What is it? That, what kind of music is it that Harry Belafonte sang? You were singing it. Right before we started recording. Oh. Dale. Yeah. Dale. Daylight come, you know. Yeah. It had a name, right? I don't even know what kind of genre that is just ingrained into every human being. When I was a kid, um, I thought I was going to be a singer like that, like Harry Belafonte, even though I was a white kid from Kansas, not (laughs) not from the islands. Um, (laughs) Dreams are dashed. That's, That's all I'll say about that. Dreams are dashed. Um, did this dream happen after watching Beetlejuice? Uh, I liked him before that. Okay. But, but that definitely helped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that brought that was made it kind of mainstream for a younger audience. Um, I don't know why I'd listened to the Deo song a lot before then. <laughs> just something. Maybe my mom had the record. I don't know. My mom. Listen. My mom doesn't listen to the podcast, so I feel comfortable saying this. My mom is like, and probably most people think this about their parents. My mom is decidedly uncool. There's nothing about her that'd be like, oh, she's cool. This would crush her if she heard this. Mom, I'm sorry, but it's true. I'm not Um, cool. I'm not cool either, so don't, don't get it twisted. I haven't met your mom, but... Like she bought you an autographed gladiator poster. She did. She did. Um, it's right here in the radio room. Yeah. Had that record. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm getting so at. I'm- this is what let me finish. You didn't get to hear my full thought. My mom is decidedly uncool, but had the coolest record collection ever. I grew up listening to Sticks, Journey, Foreigner. Just like eighties goodness, man. Uh, she even had the Ohio players, the Ohio street players. Roller coaster of love. Say what? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you lost me on that one. Oh, it's good times. Plus, there was a girl on the cover that was really. Anyways. Um, what What's this podcast again? <laughs> it, was a, it was a time of discovery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is Pop Culture Pastor. Welcome uh, to our podcast, and I promise we won't talk about my de- times of discovery ever again. <laughs> any, any allusions to that will be stricken from the record. And uh, you know what? We're all human. We're all human. Um, and it's a universal feeling to be like, 
my first crush. We should talk about that. Should be a show. We should do an episode. If let's let let's let the people decide. Everybody listening. Which by the way, thank you to everyone listening to this podcast. We are coming off our best listening week ever. More than double our best week ever of listeners. So people are catching on to the podcast. You're sharing us. That's great. Keep sharing us um, and keep listening. This is wonderful. Uh, Beyond my wildest dreams. And uh, if you want, if if you communicate with us, get on our Facebook page. Uh, just search Pop Culture Pastor on Facebook and you'll, and you'll find us. And um, we could talk about stuff we were talking about, but that seems like it would be a good pod uh, theme for one of the pods is our first celebrity crush. Do you have celebrity crushes in New Zealand, Kane? Yeah, kind of. I guess kind so. of? I, I, I guess it's a universal thing, right? Yeah, but would it be like New Zealand crushes or would it be American? Uh, American. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. American and British, like because we kind of get a melting pot of the two. Now, how old are you? Yeah, I've asked you this before. I think forty-two. Okay, oh, you might be just Something too like young for the Alyssa Milano crush phase. Right. There was a time. There's there's a certain sweet spot there if you're my age, where Who's every the boss? every boy was in love with Alyssa Milano. Uh, then, not now. Just to clarify, um, she got super political, huh? It happens. It does. Okay, yeah, but this is Pop Culture Pastor. We talk about all things pop culture, and we're also in ministry. And so sometimes uh, the ministry comes out in us. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we're kind of focused on the pop culture part, and we just hope we're talking about something that you find interesting, and we have a conversations, and hopefully that's something you enjoy. Um, we always start off with news. Now, Cody, um, just right before the podcast, you were talking about a news item I wasn't super familiar with. Could you tell me what's going on with um, John Stewart? Okay, so um, it was trending on Twitter this week that John Stewart uh, had said that Harry Potter, especially the film franchise, uh, is anti-Semitic and that uh, chock full of uh, anti-Jewish uh, stereotypes. And so, like, that was trending. And then John Stewart came out on his podcast and said, that's a lie. <laughs> and, and he specifically called out Newsweek because they were one of the first journalistic uh, entities to publish it. But what he had actually said was on a podcast a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like he just said it this week. It was something that happened a long time ago, and he was talking with another comedian, and they were just randomly uh, talking about a bunch of different stuff, and it got to Harry Potter, and then they're like, oh, uh, which uh, Jewish stereotype is this? Kind of joking. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was it. That yeah. was as far as it went. And, like, if you were listening to the podcast, you would know, oh, this was all said in jest. But then, like, Newsweek took it as he was dead serious and hates J.K. Rowling. Well, okay, but let's let's examine the 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 math problem here, the equation, because it wasn't Newsweek. I guarantee they got this off of Twitter. Okay, so what happens is, is someone hears a clip of something and there's already there's chum in the water, right? To use a shark week reference. Yeah, there's there's chum in the water. 
and everyone hates J.K. Rowling now because she doesn't believe exactly what you her, her worldview doesn't fit exactly what your worldview is. So we're going to hate her and we're going to cancel her. And then journalists um, take the anger and the half truths and sometimes non truths they see on social media and they assume it's real news. They assume, oh, John Stewart said the said J.K. Rowling was anti-Semitic. And why would that be a lie? Because I don't like J.K. Rowling, says journalist. Let's be really clear. Journalism as an as a occupation right now is trash. Absolute garbage. Everything, everything's fake news. That that's my kind of belief on. I don't believe anything I read anymore because people cannot just report things anymore. They're their self-righteousness is a part of it. Even if they're reporting like, you know, just just the regular news. Mm. It's 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 really hard to be, especially someone who is people my age, so I'm 45, who can remember a time before the internet, which is where everything starts to shift. By the way, can, is 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 the internet this is another topic. Is the internet Pandora's box for our our times? I'm going to say no. No, I'm saying no. Is and it? I, you, you're you're saying it's more positive than negative? No. Oh, I I think Pandora's box was open long before that. And no, I'm said for our times. Yeah, no, uh, for <laughs> your time. I'm going to go your time. Okay. Oh, and I told oh, you. Oh yeah. Okay. There's you two have people. this other theory. You have two people that you blame for this. Okay. All right. And. One is very obvious and the other's not. So Ted Turner, the guy that started TBS, TNT, and CNN. But if it was Ted Turner's fault, it was probably Jane Fonda. Because that's who we blame. <laughs> <laughs> so the other person is baby Jessica. The, what? The, the baby that was in the well right. in the 80s. I have two questions for you. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what did baby Jessica do? Okay, so I, I'm watching this show on Disney Plus about like the 80s. and Obviously. Yes, yeah. as one does. And they're talking about this being like one of uh, the big moments of the 80s. And it was like such a happy moment. There was such rejoicing and it launched like CNN into the world of journalism that the 24 hour news network was here to stay because of that story that it like galvanized the whole nation and then like brought in the whole world essentially. And so because of that, now we go after all the sensational stories whether true or not, and we like hyper fixate on them because it draws in more viewers. And like this program talked about how everyone was like, oh my goodness, did you watch baby Jessica in the well? Oh, Nancy Reagan postponed her surgery because baby Jessica was being pulled out of the well. I mean, quite literally, like this is happening. So is it directly her fault? No. Indirectly, yes. So I'm blaming her and Ted Turner because he launched the platform that like, created this. It's an interesting theory, um, and I would agree with parts of it. I would say that CNN is fringy. It's still pretty fringy until Operation Desert Storm. That's the moment where the cable news, 24-hour cable news cycle takes over. 
And and the networks try to catch up by going 24-hour special news reports on Desert Storm. Oh, I remember yeah, do you, Desert Storm. Do you remember Storm. that? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, that was... And it was so... Oh, man, it was so palatable because we crushed. It was. It played to all our American sensibilities. Like, we are crushing them! <laughs> and it's war and we're awesome again! Like, we're washing that Vietnam taste out of our mouth a little bit. And it's on 24-hour television. Like, like, nothing before. And so that's... While the seeds of it may have been planted, I, I think it's pretty fringy until Desert Storm. And that's when it just... There's no turning back. Mm. But I agree in in principle. Ted Turner, definitely culpable in all this is he still alive I we should write so. a letter <laughs> we should write a letter to jane fonda it's probably her fault too <laughs> just because she annoys me um i should <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i don't jane know why i just said you. that i don't know why i just said that i think it's because my grandpa didn't like jane fonda it's just genetic uh my grandpa was in vietnam oh okay uh, in korea and was uh in world war ii just at, I mean, he wasn't. He was super young, so he wasn't like in in World War II, but was stationed over there directly after. He lied about his age to get in the military when he was too young, um, and so my grandpa was very patriotic and very much disliked Jane Fonda. I heard all kinds of Jane Fonda slander uh, growing up, which you know at the time sounded pretty deserved. Like, oh, she hates our soldiers. Okay, cool. You know. Anyways. That's I don't want to bring up old stuff. Jane probably doesn't want that either. <laughs> okay, so John Stewart has to deny uh, journalism is just in such a bad state. Yeah, it's just in such a bad state. He's like, I watched the Harry Potter movies like way too much for a grown man, <laughs> and like he actually enjoys them. And um, he's like, if the, I have any beef with uh, J.K. Rowling, it's definitely not over this. She doesn't owe me any comment or whatsoever. It's interesting that it's interesting that John Stewart still enjoys a level of popularity because um, I'm what I'm about to say is that he's one of the people I like to follow along with certain other people like Joe Rogan. Um, there's just certain people that I, I consider to be truth tellers. Now, now, that doesn't mean they're always right. Doesn't mm. mean they're always correct. They have opinions that aren't always I don't always agree with, uh, but I find them to be people who like to seek real truth they're not just like towing a pol political line that they're trying to prove their righteousness about you know yeah and that's why i really appreciated john when he was on the daily show mm -hmm. yeah because like i mean you could definitely tell there was definitely a more left like leaning towards the news but like he came down hard on those yeah. on the left as well yeah. so it so wasn't yeah when he's on the daily show it's pretty equal time bashing everybody uh but as soon as the, as soon as that noah whatever takes over it's, trevor noah it's basically the you know liberal version of the babylon b you know it's just the the onion you know you know what i'm saying i don't know if it's because he had to Kind of replace both John Stewart and Stephen Colbert. Yeah, that's true. Um, for my money, as much as I love John Stewart, nothing's better than Craig Kilborn. Nothing. Craig Kil People don't remember Craig Kilborn. <laughs> he was awesome. He was like Craig Kilborn is the type of funny that he'll burn the whole place down 
to make you laugh. But he doesn't care about the surroundings. He'll burn it all down. <laughs> do you remember Craig? I do not. So he started off on Sports Center. That's where he got his start. Oh, and that then guy. he's the guy who starts the Daily Show. Yeah. Okay. Now, now it's not super big like it is with John Stewart's the guy that takes it to the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Craig Kilborn was the original host, and he's just man. He was just kind of out there, and I just enjoyed his his version of humor. Where, yeah, the, he doesn't care who you are, what political bent you like. He's just going to burn it all down. It's weird that, like, SportsCenter kind of launches, like, these, like, semi-political careers mm-hmm. of commentary careers. Because uh, what's his name that was on MSNBC uh, for several years? Uh, is his name Keith? Oh, um... um Keith Olbermann. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Keith. So, yeah, the two of the big the big guys that start the Sports Center kind of culture are Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick. Mm-hmm. They're the team. They're together. And then there's this, like, next group that kind of takes over after they make it big and kind of go off and do other things. Uh, there's this next group that inc- includes Craig Kilborn. Um, um, Rich Eisen, Stuart Rich, Scott. Yeah, they may have been that next group. There's one other one there that that really Kenny Maine. Kenny Maine's kind of part of that next group. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to go back and look. There were other guys that made something out of it. Kane's like, what is Sports Center? Kane? <laughs> I don't know. Where where's New Zealand at in Harry Potterdom? Are, are, <laughs> does Lord of the Rings just kind of cancel everything out there? Or No, you, no, Harry Potter's pretty big. Pretty big there. Yep. Okay. I figured yep. it would be. I think it's it's pretty big worldwide in Western Western yeah. cultures, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty universal. It's so weird to think of New Zealand as a Western culture because yeah. it's Eastern. It's <laughs> yeah. Southern. Yeah, it's but, like... uh, but is, is, is New Zealand a place where like the woke culture exists? So like the whole thing with J.K. Rowling, is that a thing or did you, people not really care about it? Uh, people didn't really care about it. Yeah. Um, I think the, the there has been... Um, aspects of the woke culture that have made it um, over the ocean to New Zealand, but it's it's not it's not as crazy big mm-hmm. as it is over here. I just don't understand. There's those people who will you'll see them on social media. I'm like, I'm never watching Harry Potter again because J.K. Rowling's the worst. And and I'm just I I, I think why would you do that? Um, it brought you joy, correct? She mm. already has your money. <laughs> Right. Like you gave it to her a long time ago. Yeah. You rewatching it when it airs on ABC Family or Freeform, whatever it is now. But logically, it doesn't make sense. Forget about the money aspect. Forget about that she's getting over on you, anyways. That's just a ha ha ha. We got you. Just from a standpoint of it brought you personal joy. Why would you let the person who created it stop you from being joyful? Like you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying. I I am not. I don't even know who created the A Team. If I turned out he was the worst dude ever, I'm not going to stop watching the A team <laughs> because B.A. Baracus is the man. And I love Han- and Hannibal, Colonel um, Hannibal. Although a lot of people in the anti JK crowd will say, I don't want to support a world that she continues to profit off. Well, of. then you're going to say, then you can say what you just said, because she's got more money than she'll ever need. Oh yeah. No, like th- she- it doesn't matter. Oh, you know, Twitter user five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, you're going to stop giving her money? I'm sure she, you're going to crush her. Because, like, 
she was a billionaire, gave away a lot of money to charitable causes, right, lost her right. billionaire status, and I think she might have gained it back. I don't know. Like, yeah, she she's well off. Don't worry about her and enjoy the movies or the books that you enjoy. It's all part of this weird thing we do where I don't have to be best friends with the person that created the entertainment that brings me joy. I don't have to agree with them. I don't not into that unless they're putting a lot of their self-righteousness into what they've there's the story they're telling which can happen nowadays especially i mean do you watch network television oh my goodness oh my god i used to watch um new amsterdam uh, a tv show. show yeah it was a tv show about a hospital mm-hmm. uh that was mildly interesting and then at some point around the third season every storyline started becoming like a liberal it was like a liberal storyline machine where it was just like okay we get it the creators of the show have a liberal political bent. Are we going to talk about the people anymore? Or is it all just going to be based around an ideology? Because that's when it gets boring. I'm just like, okay, well, if I wanted this, I'd go on Twitter more. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. That was g- good news item, Cody. Slash good. you did not see <laughs> baby Jessica being thrown down the well again. We have talked about baby Jessica. We've talked about the A-team briefly. We talked about Craig Kilborn. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you're getting entertainment like this anywhere else. Don't forget about Harry Potter. Yeah, H- Harry Potter, New Harry? Zealand. Mm. We have a New Zealander on our podcast. Last, last I checked, well, technically that's kind of up for debate now. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, so no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, he, he's. We, will you guys ever become American citizens, or is that like in your plans? Or yeah, yeah, okay. most probably. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. We're um, I'll cry that day. Yeah, <laughs> my I think, brother. I told yeah. myself I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> We're winning again. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> We're just, it's a, I'll start singing that Neil Diamond song. <laughs> they coming to America <laughs> today. Okay. Although they've been here for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like the podcast listeners don't need to know that. They don't need to know that you've like lived here before for years. Yeah, no, I mean not that long. Only like a few years. A few, but that's years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Name it and claim it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm brand new, fresh off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> we picked him up. We, I mean, we literally picked him up at the dock yeah. in Kansas. <laughs> and if you believe that, we've got some real estate to share to sh- sell you on our merch site. <laughs> um, as we speak. Things are getting canceled left and right. Uh, the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. The Grammys got canceled today. Oh, no. Uh, numerous Broadway shows have canceled performances. Uh, let's see. The other things. The Golden Globes are going all online. No red carpet. Uh, lots of things being canceled. Football. The, the NFL is pursuing maybe an alternate site for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, because California is supposed to be in Los Angeles. California's got tighter, stricter COVID laws. Um, what do we think here? What? So, like, I'm going to have an unpopular opinion. I don't like award shows. So, hey, you can cancel those all day long. Yeah, I'm not. I used to like them when I was younger. And then, of course, they became super places for people to get on their soapboxes and preach and be political and stuff too so i started to not enjoy them as much 
Seems like everything has an agenda these days, right? Yeah. Everything. So I think you know someone says something super liberal. Camera flashes down to Meryl Streep nodding and going yeah and pumping her fist, and I'm just like whatever. So I think when I like could care less about the Golden Globes and the Oscars and all that is like when I learned like how much like is in their goodies goodie bags and how mm. much it's worth, and I'm mm. like these people are rich. Yeah, <laughs> swag. They don't need that. Yeah, they don't need it. That, isn't that weird how our how our celebrity society works though? If you're already rich, you get free stuff. Like they don't need it; they're rich. Give the free stuff to the people in L.A. Yeah, like if they donated all that free stuff to like some random like homeless shelter. Yeah. Okay, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, you tell us where you want this bag to go. To someone that's in need, and we'll send it. Let's, and then you can say, oh, Meryl Streep sent it to here. Yeah, let's just, yeah, pretend I'm Tom Hanks. I'm just like, hey, you know what? You, instead of giving me that bag of stuff you're about to give me, tell me what, I, what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to box it up, pick out a random address in South Central LA, and send it to them. Yeah. And then put a little note saying, courtesy of the Academy Awards or whatever. Slash Tom Hanks. And, and Tom, because you got to... Uh, you got to let your right hand see what your left hand is doing a little bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, scripturally, you shouldn't, but I mean, if it makes you feel better at night, go for it. So um, where, where do we think this is going? We're coming off what is the finally the bounce back of theaters with Spider-Man No Way Home bringing us back to a time when theaters were big. Now everything's getting canceled and we're heading, looks like we're heading for lockdown part two. This is not happening at a good time for me. Um, oh, no. Like we have grief counselors standing by Cody. Do you need the Batman oh, better not be yeah. affected by this? Well, Morbius, like uh, this brings us to another news item. Morbius was pushed back by Sony. No. <laughs> Did you not know this? This happened uh, yesterday, I believe, um, as we're recording it. They pushed back the re release date for Morbius to April 1st. My so Lanta. Was, <laughs> I have ruined Cody's day. It was supposed to come out at the end of this month. Yes. And now it has been pushed back to April 1st. Now, however, there's lots of rumors out there that this isn't so much COVID-based as it is Andrew Garfield-based, that they're wanting oh, to add, be due to the success... They're wanting some reshoots. They're, they're wanting some reshoots. So a lot of what, if you're not aware, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has been go undergoing tons of reshoots right now. And the rumor is, is that Marvel is just going all out with the success of the Spider-Man stuff. They're just like, hey... Let's just get people for cameos. Let's put in some cool stuff in here. And so that's what they're doing with the reshoots. And a lot of people think that Feige convinced Sony, hey, go all out. Get, you know, this is successful. Take your Spider-Man. Take Andrew Garfield. Put him in this. Take Toby, Toby Maguire, whatever you want to do. And so there's rumors that Andrew Garfield is, is there's going to be a part of this movie. Although, like, I had heard that he was already in it. Hmm. But if he wasn't in it and they're doing reshoots, 
to make him in it, then that's a whole different ball game. But like I had just watched Venom two in mm. preparation for Morbius. Huh. In case there was something that was in Venom two that might be relative. Interesting. Yeah. I'm upset. Thanks um, a lot, COVID. Other news. Spencer Eldon, who was photographed naked as a bait naked, naked. Photographed naked as a baby for Nirvana's Nevermind album cover. Oh, that guy. iconic with the yeah, the baby in the pool mm-hmm. chasing the dollar bill. Um his his trial that he was suing he was suing um the Nirvana estate Geffen Records and um, Dave Grohl of profiting off of child pornography according to court documents and the judge has dismissed the lawsuit. Fair? Um I said what, that. Do you think he was ago. just money grubbing? Oh yeah. Like he could have said, "Hey, like can you pay off my college debt?" And I'm sure the Nirvana estate would have been like, yeah, like we still sell tons of these. So you're good. Yeah. I mean, at least a part of this is, hey, no one knows who I am. No one knows. I'm on this iconic record cover and nobody knows it. But if I sued them and everyone knows acted like I was hurt, maybe everybody would know me. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, it's of course you're going to be cynical. Because, like, no one's going to recognize him as a baby. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Part, part, part of me is just like, don't you, aren't we ever just satisfied with, like, you're a part of an iconic record cover. You're on the record. You're on one of the most iconic records in the, in the 90s, if not yeah. the most iconic record label or cover. Like, yeah, I'm, when people see that picture, they know exactly what it is of that little naked baby <laughs> in the pool. Like I'm trying to think of '90s album covers, and you know, like that goes above ten. It goes above I, the only ones I can other I can think of are the Snoop Dogg cartoon cover. Yeah, um, uh, Dr. Dre's Chronic cover. A lot of those rap covers were were iconic. Um. Yeah. Maybe some of the boy bands. Vanilla Ice. No, I'm just, <laughs> I think that was the 80s, technically. Um, yeah, Backstreet and NSYNC. Like, if you're mm. of the millennium or millennial uh, crowd, yeah. you would think they're iconic. But, yeah, mm. no, that one's definitely top five of the decade and potentially number one. I love that he sued... For he went the child pornography route because he's naked, the baby, and not the there's a baby in a pool, not the child endangerment route. <laughs> because to me, when I look at this photo, I'm like, that's not safe. That baby doesn't know how to swim. Slash, the your parents, I assume, signed off on it. Did Yo, you sue them? Where are your parents on this? Right, <laughs> they were a part of this. Yeah. Um, next news item. Are you guys aware of a show called 90 Day Fiance? Yeah. Uh, 90 Day Fiance is a reality show of some sort. And their stars often have side hustles mm-hmm. for additional income beyond their paychecks from the franchise. Franchise. This is some reality show that I've never heard of. 
Um, they introduce each other 90 days before a wedding date, and they have a chance to decide if they want to go for it or not. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. Okay. Well, Stephanie Maddow, who has been on 90 Day Fiance, her latest successful venture was a bit stranger than most. Maddow began selling her own farts in jars weeks ago. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? No reason. Right. This is a legitimate money-making venture. I mean, who wouldn't want farts in a jar? <laughs> you guys, be mature. Be mature about this, please. <laughs> um, and she ap- ab- allegedly turned a considerable profit doing so. I mean, first of all, we could stop this story right here and just talk about this and it'd be nuts. <laughs> the fact that we live in a culture where people are buying farts in a jar. <laughs> like, first of all, is it a collectible thing? Do you just put that on your shelf? You never open it and say, look, Stephanie Maddow's farts in there. <laughs> Her butt flakes are in there. Because that's what farts are. That's where the smell comes from. The little butt flakes go into your nose. Um, it, you, oh, so I'm sorry. Am I grossing you out, Cody? Because um, people bit. buy this. All right. <laughs> so the only way that it's worth anything is if you never open that jar. But I have a feeling. Or do you save I it ha- for special occasions? I have a feeling that what's happening is, is some dudes are out there getting this jar, busting it open and going. Ah, and that's disgusting. Yeah. What is wrong with you? And then it's worthless. It's just a jar. Her fart is in the wind. <laughs> so if, if it was just that, that would be enough to, for us to talk about because that's crazy. That's insane. That's, that's a what a time to be alive story. <laughs> However, but she's wait, she's more. retired from her successful but stinky gig, <laughs> says this article from Cinema Blend. After she passed gas one too many times and got the wind knocked out of her, she told Jam Press via the New York Post that she feared she had symptoms of a stroke or a heart attack and had a friend take her to the hospital. After a barrage of testing, including an EKG and blood work, Maddo learned her issues were related to her diet of beans and eggs to increase her farts. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Yeah. We've now said farts more in this podcast <laughs> than any podcast we've ever done, and we need to have a party. Hit the music. Um, quite literally, like, does she not know that if you have just a healthy diet, you will naturally do that? I mean, I fart all the time. I didn't have to go on a special. Well, I should go on a diet. <laughs> this is this is what she says. Quote. I could tell that something was not right that evening when I was lying in bed, and I could feel a pressure in my stomach moving upward. It was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe in, I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart. It was made clear that what I was experiencing wasn't a stroke or a heart attack, but very intense gas pains. I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final final moments I was overdoing it. Or as I like to call it, Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Overdoing it. She allegedly farted in 50 jars a week in order to keep up with demand. <laughs> Way to go. You Here know you what song would work perfectly for her business? Which which one is that? Um, Total Eclipse of the Fart by Michael <laughs> Scott. <laughs> uh, ask me how much she was charging and how much people were buying these bar- jars of fart for. How much? 
One hundred dollars. Oh my goodness. One Hondo. And she had amassed somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred K in mid December. And at the time she walked away from it due to her health issues from farting too much. Two hundred thousand dollars in profit. Well, there's no overhead. Just the jars. Yeah. And your hospital bills from eating too many eggs and beans, apparently. Um which like, I'm just like rookie. That's what that's my normal diet, right? Yeah, she yeah. should have a like an auction. Like I'm only going to do five of these a day, and you have to <laughs> bid on a slot for you to get one of these jars. I just made her even more money with less farts. <laughs> this might be my favorite part. <laughs> she told. She told the New York Times or the, whoever that was, I'm sorry, it was uh, the New York Post. She told the New York Post that she will donate a portion of her money from the fart jars to charitable organizations that help gastric disorders. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see this girl being like, well, I just want people to recognize the struggle that I had and I want to help out. <laughs> Oh, God bless her. That's, you know, we can sit here and joke about it, but I would gladly fart in jars to make a hundred gay. I mean, if people wanted that, I don't know why they would. <laughs> I mean, my aroma is nice. <laughs> if, you know, I, I just can't imagine why anybody would want that. We are sick. We're, that's, <laughs> we're that's, gross. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> Oh, um, like if you told a younger version of Cody this, like early childhood, I'd be like, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. See, what what I want to know is if you bought one, would you then go like around show it to your friends and like say, hey, look what I just got. And, and let's put or, it in. Or, or would you be like. This is my like private thing that nobody else is going to know about. Let's put it in terms that we can appreciate. So say it was Robert Downey Jr.'s farts, because we're a geek podcast. <laughs> this jar contains the fart of one Robert Downey Jr. Oh, ooh. <laughs> is, is that the reaction we have? Or would everyone look, even that our geek friends would, be, would just look at us? Yeah. What? What? You bought that? I would be how like, how did, you, did you get it? My wife might throw me out of the house. Um, but you know, this doesn't. This isn't shocking. Let's let's ask the question we want to ask. Okay, is this sexual? Yes, gross. I'll answer it. Oh my gosh, pretty gross. That's um, awful. I'm nasty. sorry I went there. I immediately want that stricken from my memory. That's nasty. Slash, <laughs> like I remember. Switching to kind of like sports, but like uh, when the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees in the World Series and like their it was either their first baseman or their third baseman, like caught a foul ball uh, and like a, his gum fell out. Someone saved the gum and then tried to auction off the gum and oh, nice. like it went for like tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> so. Already been chewed gum from yeah. a random Arizona Diamondbacks player in like the early 2000s. There's some times where it becomes abundantly clear that we are too affluent. We have too much money. Mm. And it's times like these 
someone's selling farts in a jar and people are actually buying them. Someone's auctioning off chewed gum from a World Series player. That's when it becomes apparent, like, yeah, everything everything Iranians say when they say death to Americans is justified. <laughs> it's justified. <laughs> this is why they hate us, right? Yeah. This is us. This is absolutely why they hate us. People over there struggling for clean water in other places. We're paying $100 for a jar of farts. This is us. It's not even a jar of farts. This week on it's, this is a single fart. <laughs> it's a jar of fart. <laughs> uh, Kane, where where are we at? Uh, where are you at on Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider? Are you, are you down with that? Do you know who Norman Reedus is? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I hadn't heard about that, but thanks to his own cool. social media campaign, it appears that he's such a popular choice. That Marvel's actually, you know, Feige may be actually talking to him. They might actually be talking about Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl Dixon on The Walking Dead, has for years. I don't believe it will happen. You don't believe it? Because I was a part of a campaign once to get LeVar Burton to host Jeopardy and to be the permanent host. And they only gave him, like, one episode. Those fascists. I mean, do you just... <laughs> Want to admit that LeVar Burton was a right for Jeopardy host? He's too good. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> I mean, he should be teaching kids how to read. He taught me how Reading to read. Reading Rainbow. So, yeah, no. So, I don't think that, knowing Disney, I don't feel that they'll give in to, to all this fan-pleasingness uh, and... They'll, if they do, it will be like, oh, he's a variant, and then he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into the whole Jeopardy. Who's going to be the next Jeopardy host? As much as you did, apparently. <laughs> I just don't care because nobody is Alex Trebek. Nobody. Well, that's correct. So you either end the show. Yes, they should have ended it. Or if you continue it, you get Lavar. No, no, no. When you continue it, you get a fake show with a fake host, <laughs> and I say, look what thou hast wrought. Um, and that was overdramatic. Because now it's Blossom. Is, he, is she hosting it? Mayim Bialik? She's hosting one of them. Hmm. Uh, Ken Jennings is hosting another one, I think. Yeah, they're in the middle of some wind street. Some, some uh, well, she's uh, a woman, but not, you know what I mean. Yes. That's what she identifies as. Mm -hmm. uh, she's won 40-some episodes in a row or something. That's impressive. Yeah. Because I think Ken made it to like 56 or something. I don't mm. know. So she's chasing down Ken Jennings. Uh, good luck. Good luck to her. I don't watch it anymore just because I don't have time. I used to... I got. I, the last time I was really into watching it was when TiVo was a thing. I would TiVo the episodes and watch them. But uh, now I don't even know where you would watch them. Hulu? Uh, you watch them on Hulu? Yeah, I mean, you can record it. It's airing on. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Some <laughs> channel. I don't know what channel Jeopardy's on. Get mad at me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, are You don't think Norman Reedus' Ghost Rider is going to happen? I don't. Because mm -hmm. this is a move DC would do. And Marvel doesn't do what DC does. No, Marvel or DC wouldn't do a ghost rider at all. They'd do some B rate third character. 
<laughs> and say it was Ghost Rider because they didn't want to do Ghost Rider anymore, like they did with Superman. Oh, you know what? Supergirl and Batgirl are just going to be the Superman and Batman now. I was thinking more along the lines of Snyder Cut, like, we're going to give in and, oh, fans want this? Have it. Additional news item, because this was on my list before it got lost because Facebook saved items are going astray. Uh, lots of rumors this week coming out from mostly, uh, I saw it from Grace Randolph on Twitter, who's an insider. Here's all the buzz of things. Um saying but she's not the only one several of them that are reliable saying that the new flash movie will reset the dceu superman and batman will not be a part of it it'll be a new justice league with supergirl and batgirl you okay with that this is your the fandom cody um so i henry cavill out i don't believe it well you better believe it because there's a lot of good sources saying it's true I don't think it'll be a, com- a Some, complete someone, reset. Someone responded on our Facebook page okay, saying so this that, has been debunked, but it hasn't been. There are lots of lots of good insiders. It's my friend Scotty, and Scotty is just as big of a like comic book nerd as you. And like, I think he's wishful thinking. He might be, and I might be as well, but. One of the things that uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson has like pushed for. But the Rock's not in charge. I know he's not, but like he has gotten a lot of things in motion with DC. Okay, kind of like he did with the XFL. Um, he's a guy that does things. He moves things, although he owns the XFL. Please, um, please don't compare the XFL to real entertainment ever again. <laughs> Um, when it is great, you can think Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> okay, um, but he wants Henry Cavill back. I, I don't think it's a hard reset. I think that they'll still have Batman. They'll still have Superman. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Um, you know what? I'm good. Bring back Michael Keaton. Bring back Val. Bring back George. <laughs> Bring them all back. Uh, we could talk about this for so much longer, but we should just take a break so I can calm down before I throw something <laughs> at your face. Well, does Kane have an opinion on Kane? Are DC's? you a fan of the DCEU? And do you have a, an opinion on that story? Yeah, I, I don't mind the DCEU. Um, I, I usually kind of just take things at face value. Uh, don't read too much into it. I know, I know a lot of people aren't big fans of the DCEU. I do think they rushed it a little bit. They kind of tried to do the Marvel thing and, mm-hmm. you know, build this big universe that, of lots of characters, but they didn't take enough time to actually develop the characters so we could really get to know them. Um, I think it had a lot of potential that they missed. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, uh, the, the stories were okay. The movies right. were okay. Like, I think if they would have launched... Straight out of the Nolan Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. I think that that would have been a lot more successful. Because up until then, like, Marvel has, like, Iron Man and the Hulk, like, happening. And no one's saying, oh, those are cinematic masterpieces compared to the Dark Knight trilogy. I agree. If they launch, if if Man of Steel comes out as a part of Christian Bale's Batman world, mm-hmm. where it's at, uh, yeah, I agree. That's a much better scenario and setup. Um, and in my opinion, maybe limit Zack Snyder to just like 
yeah. one movie franchise f- and not the whole universe. I feel bad dissing on Zack Snyder's Justice League because he has no control of it by the time, mm. you know, uh, so it's like four and a half hours long or whatever. And it's like a giant fever dream, but most movies would be if it's not edited. Yeah. Like what you're seeing is his total uh, complete, you know, videography basically of all of it that would have got edited down. And we don't know the kind of movie it would have been like if he'd have been able allowed to do that. Instead, you got Joss uh, Joss Whedon come in and do what he does, which is make an awful movie. Oh, it was sad. And then so when Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out, I watch it and I recognize that, oh, there's a lot better stuff here for sure. There's better stuff here, but it's so expansive and all over the place that I'm just kind of distracted by it all. It's just like, this is like a giant, it's like a fever dream. So many side stories in Zack Snyder's cut that like. I want them to like do an HBO Max series over like the <laughs> heroes and gods of old. Yeah. Like I want that. Like show me what the king of Atlantis was doing like several thousand years ago. Yeah. So I didn't enjoy it, but I I'm I, I'm loath to hold Zack Snyder super responsible for that because it's an unfinished epic movie, right? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, he's got so much stuff there that on face value, like you said, there's a little bit of the old gods in there. There's a little bit of, you know, at face value, there's stuff in there. Man, this would have worked better as a as a series. Oh, yeah. Like on HBO Max, but it is what it is. Uh, we need to move on. We do. We need to move on to our, our main topic. So let's take a break. We'll be right back on Pop Culture Pastor to talk about the main subject of this podcast 50 minutes later. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Pop Culture Pastor. Dave and Cody and Kane all here hanging out, and it's January, early January, the first week of January of 2022. And I thought, what better way to do a New Year's show here than to come up with our New Year's resolutions, pop culture style. So I asked the fellas here to come up with some pop culture resolutions and then that's what we'll talk about now for our main part of our podcast here this is like the main course although the appetizers were pretty good today yeah feel like i'm pretty full (laughs) or is that just uh gas pains Uh, you know i might need to get some jars (laughs) Might need to get some jars for the gas expulsions (laughs) Uh, but yeah, uh, who would like to start? This is we're just this is real simple. We're just pop culture resolutions for this year. Oh, I have one. You got one? I got one. Tell me. Um, and I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, so I'll give a little background information. Like, I don't touch your resolutions. <laughs> don't don't give people that idea. So, like, I don't know. Probably about high school into college and like early on to my marriage like i become a bit of a film snob like nick cage for me back then couldn't stand him for me he's like the same person every movie Mm -hmm. yeah and now 
like my resolution is I just want to enjoy it for the fun that it is. Not so much directed at Nick Cage. He was just an example. But like um, when you were talking about Harry Potter, yeah. like people protesting and boycotting, ah, leave. I'm going to leave the politics of the actors, the directors, the story creators off. I'm just going to enjoy it for the entertainment yeah. it is and try to block out all that side noise. You're not going to go Ridley Scott. Marty Scorsese doesn't have to be an artsy flick. Yeah. I, I, Cinema. I'm going to enjoy Nick Cage for all his caginess. Good. Interesting. Well, you know, one of my resolutions plays directly into that. Um, like lots of people, I wish to change my diet for my New Year's resolution. It occurs to me, first of all, that I'm not as I've always I grew up being a movie buff. I'm the kind of person that would go to the theater once a week by myself to go catch a movie. And in my older age and, and you know, with family and all that and work, you don't get a chance to do that as much. And I find that my movie diet has become unruly, that I'm only watching the light, airy stuff, the, the popcorn flicks if you will the cotton candy of the cinematic world as ridley scott may put it are you living on desserts i am <laughs> i am living off of the popcorn cracker jack cinematic stuff and don't get me wrong i love it i love the mcu i love a good summer popcorn flick i love to have fun like cody was saying mm -hmm. but you know what this diet needs some protein <laughs> less carbs more protein that's what i need and it occurs to me that i haven't been watching a lot of the academy award nominated films in the mm -hmm. past couple years yeah i need to change my diet so my diet's a little bit opposite of yours i need to get a little bit more serious yeah watch some of those movies that are a little bit more pretentious you're going from a milk diet to a more meat diet that's right Looking at you, Tree of Life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm never watching that movie again. So pretentious. Really bad. Really bad. Terrence Malick, stop it. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, no, but yeah, in seriousness, uh, there's a whole lot of movies over the last couple of years that I meant to, to watch, that I wanted to watch. I just haven't gotten around to watching them yet because when am I going to do that? <laughs> well, at work, obviously. <laughs> when I'm supposed to be working. Don't tell Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kane, do you have a New Year's resolution? Pop culture New Year's resolution? Yeah. Um, actually, this is kind of related to what we were talking about before. Um, I, this year, would really like to watch the Snyderverse Justice League because I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen no. it? Oh, nice. I've, wow. only, I've only seen the original the <coughs> theater release. Uh, Joss Whedon version. Okay. Um, They're nine day different. Yeah, I, mm. ha I have heard that. So and we I'm do mean night. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> you have to turn up the brightness on your television. So I am I am super looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also looking forward to uh, finishing, well, not finishing off, but catching up um, on the MCU with my two oldest daughters. Mm. Because um, they only started watching the MCU... Um, just a couple of months ago, wow. and we have binged watched 
10 years worth of MCU movies in just a couple of months. And they've done really well. And they're absolutely loving it. So I'm super looking forward to actually catching them up, um, educating them. Um, you know, I'm, pre- I'm prepping them for the new Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. um, making sure that they're educated in the previous Spider-Man movies. They have to watch all five before they're allowed to watch <laughs> the, the new one. They've got We're to- sorry about Spider-Man 3, <laughs> <laughs> but you got to watch it because we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super looking forward to that. Um, and the uh, the last one is just catching up on a couple of um, TV shows, which I've been super hanging out for uh, their, the latest season to come out. And um, I just haven't had time to watch them. So I am absolutely pumped about those. The first is Lost in Space. Have you guys watched Lost in Space? My kids love Lost in Space. I, I love that show. It is mm. so, so good. And I love, too, the, um, I love shows that are deliberate about the number of seasons that they they produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost in Space was only ever going to be three seasons long. Yeah. So the third season has come out. I am pumped ass about watching that. You know uh, what I love about... I haven't seen every episode. Mm-hmm. My kids watch it. Yeah. Uh, and I've watched some of it with them. You know what I love about that? Parker Posey as the fake doctor... Uh, what's her name? Yeah. Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith. She's she's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would watch her in anything where she's called to play a bad guy yeah. who is trying to not be a visible bad guy, yeah. right? You, she's so good at that. Man, she is so good. You'd love to hate her. Yeah, and she's meant to be campy in that show, but she's so good at it. Yeah. It's convincing. Yeah. Oh, man, she's she's wonderfully talented. And I've noticed that just from watching my kids watch that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the more you watch, the more you like hate her in a loving way. <laughs> <laughs> like you can, you can appreciate like, cause you're like, she, she's not that, like that in real life. You know, I'm yeah. sure she's wonderful in real life, but man, on that show, you just like, Oh, she's gosh. come a long way in her, in her evildom. Yeah. Because oh, dazed man. and confused, you were pretty sure you hated her. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> See, she was younger then, and yeah, you were like, "Oh uh, no, I hate her." Yeah, and uh, now you're you're not so sure. You're like, oh, Doctor Smith, maybe a little endearing. Nope, nope, she's not good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good show. I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those where my kids kind of watched it, and I just didn't have. I when I was with them, I would watch it, but yeah, I have to go back and watch yeah. it when it, I have time. It's, it's well worth it. It's it's good. Very good. It's a good show. All right. Um. Cody, do you have another one? Oh, I got, I think, two more. But oh, all right. So the next one, and then we can go to you because I'm sure you have more. But um, the next one, if we were to relate it to, like, New Year's resolutions, it would be, like, kind of exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be, like, exercising my movie going with like films that more align with my wife's taste in movies. Um, not that we just watch what I want to watch, but like, and this is the lone movie that gets brought up every time. She's like, Oh, you don't ever want to go watch what I want to watch. And (laughs) she's, I'm like, name one. And it's, well, you didn't watch cats with me. Oh boy. And I'm like, did you read the reviews? 
like everyone said it was a dumpster fire and <laughs> i have seen cats like on like Kansas City's off Broadway production. You want to go see cats? Take a step out into our neighborhood. <laughs> There's tons like, of them. They're everywhere. But somewhere, no, <laughs> they don't sing. So like we're watching um, American Underdog in theaters, mm-hmm. and there's a preview, and she's like, "We're watching this." Oh, and I'm like, "Is it for the Unbreakable Boy?" No. Oh, no. But we are going to watch that. We both agreed. On okay, that all right. It was for the most random oh, no. Christian movie oh, ever. Oh, no. Say it isn't so. <laughs> Redeeming love. No. Like, okay, when that trailer ran, uh, we need to have serious talk. Christians, we need to have a serious <laughs> talk right now. I'll, I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. Do so, you have something you wanted to say about it? N- like it comes on and like I'm like this is Lauren Daigle, okay? Yeah, the plain of Lauren Daigle song. Yeah, it doesn't match up with what's on the screen, so you're you're tripping out for a and, minute. You're like, what and I'm like, is happening? Something about this story seems familiar. There are relations going on on the screen, and then <laughs> like after we get done watching American Underdog. I go and look up the movie, and I'm like, oh, it's based on this prophet. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, is, this all makes sense. It is a modern, but not too modern, retelling of this the story of Hosea. Yeah. And boy, let me tell you, they really lean into it. They do. Uh, and- the trailer, I would, I'm like, wait, this is a, we're in a Christian movie? What is this trailer? And- there was... There was heavy breathing. <laughs> there was. And like, she's in a brothel. Yeah, and well, it's the old West. Yes. So, okay. You get it. It's chaotic. It's, we talked about this last that pod with 1883. It's a, it's a, the old West is chaotic. It's a bad place. And so like, but there was lots of heavy breathing. After I, I learned that it's based on, uh, Hosea. I'm like, Oh, this might be cleverly done. Like, I don't know if many people should watch it. I'm not going to recommend it. Let me ask you a question. After seeing the trailer, and if you have not, okay, first of all, if you're listening to the pause, pause, the pod, pause, pause the pod, go watch the trailer for Redeeming Love, then come back. Go do it right now. We'll wait. Okay, did you go watch it? Okay, now we're now we're back. You've watched the Redeeming Love trailer, and now I have a question for you, Cody. Who's the target audience for this? So like, <laughs> like but they don't see this, but in the, because there are real scenes apparently in this movie yeah. of rated R kind of stuff. So it says it's PG 13 though. Yeah. Which even that for a Christian movie is kind of bonkers. It is, but they don't advertise that it's based on Hosea. No. Oh, so, so you think they're trying to get, I think that they're trying to like get a mainstream audience to buy into this love story and then like if you're the random person that likes the book of hosea and it's like oh and then uh, but if you're like a mainstream person that's watching this and you look it up and you're like oh it's based on this book and then you see the author based it as a retelling of this prophet in the Bible. The creators of this movie are either the most brilliant people ever 
or the dumbest team ever. <laughs> I, I don't know yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I probably will be watching this movie because my wife said, you never watch what I want to watch. And so when we Man. watch this and this becomes really awkward, <laughs> I'm going to be like, this is why we don't watch what you want to watch. And <laughs> now I'm in a theater. People see me. I'm a pastor. <laughs> what have you brought me to? What's next? A modern retelling of the song of songs. We could have been a Thor love and thunder. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, now, if you're going to see it, I have to see it because we're going to have to talk about that. Right. We are. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I that... ha- I'm going to have to reread Hosea. But I remember being in uh, my prophets class and like the the professor who looked like Danny DeVito, like height and like physical appearance, everything and kind of the attitude, same attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just talking about how there's this lady and she's rescued by this loving prophet but she constantly cheats on him and constantly goes back and like is back and forth back and forth and <laughs> like he just is constantly getting his heart broken and he's a representation of god yeah and she's the representation of israel side yes. note uh prophet's class sounds like a it's out of a christian version of hogwarts it really was. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's... I, we saw the... So I went and saw, obviously, American Underdog again as well. And that trailer was playing in front of the movie. And I remember turning to my wife after... Huh? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> my wife didn't want anything to do with it. Good choice, Danielle. Yeah. Although I think I could talk her into it. Because now I got to see it. <laughs> if you're going to see it, I got to see it. That's if it comes around here. Yeah, that that's like the the hope for me not to see it is we do like a good romance movie around here. We do. Um, my next resolution, Cody. You know, a lot of people. You know, if Dave Ramsey were here, he'd say the New Year's is a great time to make a resolution to fix your budget. Come up with your budget, fix your budget, and I'm no different than Dave Ramsey. My name is Dave. Um. <laughs> And so I, my resolution for this year is to budget um, better so that I can budget my money correctly towards buying more Funkos. <laughs> Funko Pops. You, it, listeners, do you know what Funko Pops are? Okay, I'm diehard into Funko Pops right now. They're fun. They are fun. And, and, and people, some people, I, I collect them. I've got them in my box. Some people take them out of the box. I'm like, No! <laughs> you will not take them out of the box. Some people are adamant about that. No, I take them out of the box. Um, some people even pull off the stickers off the box. Savages. <laughs> what? Why would you do that? <laughs> I what? don't know. Why are you opening the box? I'm. Well, I'm not. <laughs> because if you want to take it out of the box, you can save the box and with all the packaging and just put it back in and it's still fine. Yeah. Just don't damage the box. Funko Pop. So I'm new to the Funko game. Kane, do you know what Funkos are? I do. Do you have any Funkos? I do. <gasps> you do? Mm-hmm. Like how many do you have? Um, I have probably oh, maybe a dozen or so. K- 
Kane over here being all quiet. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's in the game. My oldest daughter has probably about half a dozen. And wow. my middle daughter probably has about the same. And then my youngest has two. Now the Colton family's got all the Funkos. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just love it. I love collecting them. I've, I've turned into the person who goes into all the retail retail places. They, they sell them. Like, so I go into Walmart or Target, the places where they sell them retail, and I'll be digging through and looking at the ones in the back. Like, the, I'm the person the employees make fun of. Probably. <laughs> That's who I am now. That's what I've become. And just like Dave Ramsey, I want to budget my money so I have know exactly how many I can buy, which my wife tells me is zero. But that's not. Come on. That's what I need to buy some for. more Funkos. That's yeah. what budgets are for. That's what budgets are for. Yeah, I need take, to buy. Take the zero and make it a positive number. My, a lot of people, yeah. I, I turned, so my whole, you know, you can do the Christmas, your wish list on Amazon. So people were wanting me to fill out my wish list on Amazon so they could buy Christmas presents for me for, you know. People and, do that, and mine, yeah. I put, I put almost all my list was Funkos, and Pete and my mom, my mom and others were like, "I'm not buying you yet. What's your real present?" I'm like, "That is a real present. It's what I want." <laughs> um, so I have a friend that, for his birthday, he asked his mom for Funkos, mm-hmm. and yeah. she's like. I'm not buying you any more dolls. What is <laughs> what is this Funko this Funko negativity? Oh, uh, I don't know. Why why are we looked down upon? Yeah, and that's right. I'm including myself in this, even though I just started a couple months ago. Why are we shamed uh, for our Funko collectibles? They're collectibles. They're not dolls. So, Kane, what is the coolest Funko you have? Mm, probably um, uh, Iron Spider. Oh, oh all right. does it glow in the dark? No, but um, my oldest daughter's one. Uh, she's got a um, Captain Marvel one that does glow in the dark. Mm, that's awesome. That's very cool. That's that is very cool. All right, yeah, I'm all about the Funkos. I just bought a I bought a Watcher one, the Watcher from What If. Don't, mm-hmm. don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, your wife is like your mom and does not listen to this podcast. Oh, my wife listens to the podcast. I'm not going to buy any more, honey, until next Saturday. <laughs> Cody and I, if you if you're interested, uh, speaking of that, Cody and I are having a geek day, and we're going to the city to have a geek day. The city. The city. That's what we country folk call it. <laughs> and going uh, big city. we're going to the city and we're going to have a geek day. We're going to go to some collectible shops. And if you want to follow along, we'll post pictures on our social media, pop culture pastor social media pages to show you what we're up to. Probably buy more Funkos, comic books, you know, things like that. The important stuff. We're going to have a big, buttery, greasy burger. Yeah. Apparently, too. And Someplace in Tulsa you've heard of. Uh, no, I've been to. You've been to. It's amazing. But I'm not giving free advertisement unless they're giving free food. That's right, Burger Place. Give us free food. <laughs> We've got 113 listeners this week. <laughs> Think we're just going to give that away? <laughs> Can't buy advertising like that. But you can actually buy it by giving us a free burger. That's why we will not mention the place we're going to until the day, and I'll post it on Facebook. Yeah. I'll check in. I'll give them a check in. That's a freebie. 
but they're not getting me saying their name unless they ask. Not on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, Kane, do you have another one? Yeah, I do. Uh, this year, I want to build more Lego. Mm. I yeah. Um, I, I actually haven't. Like, I, I really like building Lego. It's something really cool and fun, just about sitting down and building something. And it's kind of kind of like um, looking down on the the Funkos. People kind of go, "You're a grown man. You play <laughs> with Lego. What, what what's wrong with you?" Um, but it it's um, the yeah, the modern Lego is really focused towards adults as well as kids. Like mm-hmm. there are um, a bunch of series of of sets that come out that are actually. Um, they are rated R18, not because of their content, but because of their, their target audience. They are targeted mm. towards grown-up collectors. Um, so I, I recently just built one. Um, it, was, it wasn't one of the adult collector ones, but um, it was really cool, and I forgot how much I love putting it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't, haven't put together a brand new set for ages, and it was super fun. So I want to do some more of that. Yeah, and, and he's also, Kane's being modest. Kane has a YouTube channel. I do, and and we're gonna we're gonna pump this right now. <laughs> yeah, plug it. We're gonna plug this because this YouTube channel deserves to be watched. Because Kane, among other things, being a talented dude, he's learning. He's teaching him. You taught yourself to kind of edit video, right? Yeah, I wanted to get really good at video editing, so I thought, hey, why not like spend hours upon hours upon hours of video editing and start a YouTube channel? So tell people what the name of your YouTube channel is. Okay, the YouTube channel is called The Vintage Brick. Um, if you would like a shortcut there, of course you can search it up on YouTube, but if you would like a shortcut, you can go to the, the URL thevintagebrick.nz. Okay. Well, it's NZ, sorry, we're in America. Dot .nz. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Um, it it uh, the premise of the channel is that I found my box of Lego from when I was a kid, and I wanted to put it all together. So, hey, why not document it all? Mm. So it's kind of a mix of uh, vintage stuff that I had when I was a kid, uh, my own stuff, and also some newer sets that are really cool and I really like the look of. And it's just kind of some of the stuff that I'm into, and I try and uh, do these build videos in an engaging way. And um, yeah. At least go check out the trailer. It's like a two-minute video that kind of gives you a bit of an overview of the channel. It's really cool. Yeah. I watched a a video the other day. You showed me a video, Mm -hmm. so I watched a couple of them. And your your channel deserves to have people watching it. It's that good. He's really good at what he does. Like, this is is entertaining. It's funny. He builds Legos. So if you're just one of those kind of people that likes to watch things get built... You're going to like it for that. If you like fun things, you're going to like it because he's funny in the video. He plays multiple parts. There's like a news guy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just hilarious stuff. So, yeah, the Vintage Brick, check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel because uh, I'm sure you'll make more. And you, you've, yeah. you've just been through a move, an overseas yeah. move. So yeah. there's been a break. That's right. I haven't I haven't posted anything in like six months. So it's been mm. a big break. Um, and but once once I'm established here and, and kind of on my feet and figure out what life looks like, I'm really keen on starting to do some more videos again. Yeah, check it out, the Vintage Break. You won't be sorry. Uh, I'll save some. I'll share something on the uh, Pop Culture Pastor pages to one of the videos because people got to watch this. So good, so funny, <laughs> legit, <It's> legit. <laughs> uh, Cody, do you have any more? 
Got one, one more. more. One, one more. more. Hit me with it. Um. So this one, it's it's a weird one, and mm-hmm. it's oddly like comic book specific. So like, I have created like a small comic book collection mm-hmm. just recently, and I have an issue that I gotta get over. Like, I have issues of comic books that don't have, like, the previous issues or the issues afterwards. and That's an expensive problem. It, a, it is. <laughs> or it <next>. can be. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm not buying, like, really random comic books. So, I'm not, like, getting the superhuman samurai cyber squad. Like, it's... Well, the Superhuman Samurai Cyber, Cyber Squad, Squad sounds great. What is that? <laughs> Did you just make that up? No, it was a TV show with Martin, or not Martin Lawrence. Wrong Lawrence. Um, uh, Michael, no. Joey Lawrence's younger brother. Joey Lawrence? No, his younger brother. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one was on Boy Meets World. Or, yeah, Boy Meets World. Okay. Yeah. The uncool Lawrence. The uncool Go on. Lawrence, yeah. Um, so... I am going to have to, like, I know their stories, what's going on. So I'm going to have to, like, just sit down and read mm-hmm. and be okay with not having the particulars to why Carnage is in the Wild West and what's going on with Spider-Man and Kingpin in this particular issue leading up to this issue. So... Like, I'm just going to have to dive in. And also, I want to do more fiction reading because I'm a nonfiction kind of guy. Very cool. This is why you and I are such good friends, Cody. Because I also have a resolution to read more. It's not an uncommon New Year's resolution. Um, I don't read as much as I'd like to. And so I'm ready to pick up some, not books, but comics. Look at this. No lie. Look what the last thing on my list is. Read more or comics. comics. <laughs> yes. Nice. I am. So my comic reading, collecting, my fierce comic book reading is up till like the mid 90s, late 90s. Mm-hmm. And then I'm out of it for a while. Young adulthood, uh, all that. And there's a lot of these MCU stories that kind of about half and half. See, it seems like about half of them are taking them from recent or aughts stories. And then a lot of them, a lot of the MCU stories are coming from like my time, early 90s, 80s, even, um, you know, the Infinity stuff, the Infinity Gauntlet. That was like a late 80s, early 90s thing, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere in that region. And so that whole story kind of came from that era. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff. The Eternals movie is working out of a version of the Eternals that were kind of recent starting, you know recent more in the last 15 years or so guardians of the galaxy same way guardians of the galaxy when i read comics is completely different team none of those people like it's just such a weird that's like a completely different lineup and the comic has a completely different feel it's kind of wacky in back in the 80s it's all in the future and then you know star lord and all them that's a more recent iteration so i want to go back and read some of these more recent iterations and i have marvel unlimited I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited to do this. So you can have all that at your fingertips. Yeah, I can get my giant iPad and uh, read them there. 
like I enjoy graphic novels more mm-hmm. just because you have the complete run right there and so you're not missing any story. Yeah. Like previous or post and you're not having to like either buy or subscribe or yeah. Good. That's a good resolution. Reading. Read more comics. I'm Thank down Thank you, that. LeVar Burden. Reading Rainbow. Take a look. It's Reading Rainbow. I got excited there. You guys remember Electric Company? No. That was a yes. good one, too, on PBS. Reading Rainbow and Electric Company used to be on, like, kind of back-to-back sometimes. I vaguely remember Electric Company. Electric Company is my first. East, even from New Zealand. Yeah. I think it got there. Right? It's my first exposure to Marvel Comics because Spider-Man had a little, there was a little animated short Spider-Man things on Electric Company. Right. <laughs> what? what are you laughing at? <laughs> are you laughing at my childhood? Yes. Because it was that and then Amazing Spider- Spider-Man and his amazing friends came on on Saturday mornings and it was an hour Marvel show with that and the Hulk. It's but a- Spider-Man and his amazing friends was the show. It was him and Iceman and Firestar. That that's his amazing friends. Mm-hmm. I know he, it's not quite comic book accurate, but just roll with. Does it. he not have more amazing friends? What? Who's more amazing than Bobby Drake, the Iceman? <laughs> like I would even say Val Kilmer's Iceman was more. But he wasn't made of ice. He was. It was just a cool nickname. It was. He did have frosted tips. nobody frosted the tips like val back in the 80s (sighs) you only wish you could have those tips like if only young dave could know that spider-man would join the avengers and then talk to other spider-men and be like i'm part of the avengers and then them be like is that a rock band i'm just gonna say the farther away i get from seeing spider-man no way home and the end of that movie I'm very much happy with where he's at now in the MCU. Spider-Man, Avengers, Spider-Man is great and all, but there's something about struggling on his own neighborhood Spider-Man in college. Man, that's that's where it hits me. That's the 80 Spider-Man. That just hits me in my kid heart and I'm ready for I'm ready for Tom Holland in some less attached MCU Spider-Man movies. More detached from the cosmic stuff and the bigger the Avengers level threats. More the daredevil level threats. Yes. I need to see a daredevil Spider-Man team up stat. He is a really good lawyer. He is what I hear. Okay, guys, this was a great episode. I think we can give pat ourselves on the back on this one. I can't. Yeah, my back hurts, but you know, it's it's too far away. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, We sure appreciate everyone listening to the podcast, as usual. If if you like our podcast, uh, follow us. It does. It helps us a lot. If you follow the podcast and wherever you're listening to it, become a subscriber. Also, share it. If you like it, share it on your social media. Tell people how much you like it. And if you feel led, you can on Spotify, I believe, we have a support button or on Anchor. Uh, We have a support button. And if you feel led to give us money, uh, for the podcast, we will, our pledge to you is we don't pocket that. We It'll go into making the podcast better. It will not go to more Funkos. No, that will not go to more to more Funkos. That's what my wife's job's for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
I didn't mean that. She won't listen this long. I hope not. <laughs> turn that off. We may edit that out. Edit that part out. Uh, okay. Thanks so much. Uh, this has been Pop Culture Pastor. Have a great week, everyone.